Welcome to our bonus podcast. My name is Thalia, one of the pastors on staff at Northview, and I am sitting with two great friends. Crystal. Hello. She's pastor of women here at Northview, and Erin Peters. Hello. Joining us for the second time. Yes. We are roping her in. I know. We needed a regular voice, and she's awesome. So welcome here, Erin. Thank you. We are going to talk today about hospitality versus entertaining. And the reason this topic came up is because, oh, maybe what, a couple weeks ago, I read an article about hospitality versus entertaining, and it totally grabbed my attention. That's because my family would say, if they listen to this, which they probably won't, that I need a bit of a kick butt in this area. I would probably get a barely passing grade in my home. They might even say I'm failing in the area of hospitality in my home. I am hospitable outside of my home, but yes. I don't really love having guests over all the time. <laughs> and since I started working at Northview, it's really gone downhill. I used to host a whole lot more than I do now. So when I read the article, I went, oh, I need a little bit of help. So what about you guys? Why this topic? Yeah, I like having people in my house. I would love to have people sitting around my table all the time, but I do know that the hours ahead of time during the preparation, I get kind of stressy. And yeah. then I'm not very kind to my family necessarily. Yeah. And um, and then that seems like a, too much of a contradiction to me. Yeah. And so I just put it aside a lot. Yeah. Because you don't want to go through that with the family? Yeah, I don't want to be that horrible Cruella de <laughs> to my family and then open the door and be like, oh, welcome. <laughs> The Jekyll and Hyde of Aaron Peters. Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's just a matter of having to be intentional with it. And I find with so many things, if I don't actually sit down and plan, life just goes by because we have lots of stuff with the kids and work and our weeks can just just slip by without anything right. kind of intentionally planned. So I need to really be in a mode where I'm going to sit down and kind of plan a couple weeks ahead so that I have room in my schedule, know when I can do that and get ready for somebody. So some people would say that hospitality, you're a more hospitable person if you're willing to be spontaneous and have people drop over all the time. What would you say to that? I think that's definitely part of hospitality, but I think there's also um, the joy of preparing for having people over and making sure that it works for their schedule and your <laughs> schedule. And, you know, so I don't think that it has to be spur of the moment. I think, uh, yeah, planning things a week in advance is nice and I like I know for me when I'm invited to someone's house it gives me something to look forward to so yeah yeah so, you had a story from a friend but we will we keep her unnamed yeah I was talking to a friend as she was looking for a house last year and uh, she said th their main criteria was they wanted <laughs> to be able to stand in the foyer when they entered the house and not see the rest of the house they hated <laughs> the open plans because then she knew that if anyone came in her front door they would see everything the whole yeah. mess so she wanted to have a separate little room so that yeah. she could kind of just say hi to people <laughs> without <laughs> opening the whole closet door to them to see everything that was totally. going on in the house. Yeah, totally. So I thought that was funny. Mm -hmm. So what does our culture say about hospitality and entertaining? Well, it's big business. Mm -hmm. If you look yes. at all the magazines that are sold with this topic in mind, mm -hmm. all the house and homes and simple, real simple and Canadian, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Pinterest. Pinterest, yeah. Martha Stewart. Mm -hmm. yeah, entertaining is a big deal. Having the house perfect and all the good ideas, all the craftiness and your house looking beautiful and all put together. See, I love HGTV. I'm totally. always watching HGTV. Mm -hmm. And they always are talking about having a space to entertain. Mm -hmm. And they want the hardwood floors and the stainless yeah. steel appliances and all this so that they can entertain. So right. it's big business. Right. So we want to make sure that we're very clear on this podcast that if you have a beautiful home and you have stainless steel appliances and you have a great entertaining space, that's great. 
Like, there's nothing wrong with loving magazines and Pinterest and home decor. And if you love doing that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. that's awesome, too. Like, I have an aunt who I go to her house, and they always have beautiful place settings, and it's something I wouldn't do because it would stress me out, but it makes me feel special going to (laughs) their place and seeing that they've put a lot of thought and preparation into it, and they have a lot of joy in doing it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like those things... Like me. that's (laughs) That's totally fine. We were talking about that over lunch. We had, Erin, we had a lunch today to honor, I think, five moms on staff that are going to have um, okay. a babies. Yep. And so there were some beautiful centerpieces on each of our tables. And I kind of poked at it. It looked like a flower. I wasn't sure if it was real or fake. I kind of poked at it. I said to my table, hey, hey, that's fake. And they were like, really? So we were all poking at this thing. And I said, you know, it's not something that I would think of to do. And right. they were all surprised. They all said, you don't have that kind of thing on your table at home? I'm like, No. <laughs> I don't think to do that. But it's great when people do. Yeah, I know. It looks it awesome. Is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That was a little um, side avenue. Okay. <laughs> what does the Bible, God's Word, say about hospitality? And we're going to have Aaron read us a few verses. So the first one is from uh, Leviticus 19, 33 and 34, looking at the Old Testament, right from the very beginning, what God says to the people of Israel about hospitality, although he doesn't use this word. Okay. Okay. Leviticus 19, yep. 33 and 34. When a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall do you shall not do him wrong. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Crystal, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I just love the idea that God's reminding them of the fact that they were once strangers themselves. They were once people who didn't have a home or didn't have uh, people to care for them and he's saying don't forget Mm -hmm. that when you get into a place where it's comfortable for you yeah Yeah. i've arrived in countries before where i did not feel like it was my land and those special touches that people provided they meant a lot yeah a little i still have a little sign Hmm. of something that some children of the family who hosted us put on our door and it just said welcome in their home language and it was so special totally welcomed us it had our names on it and it was lovely yeah I know Dawn Lynn Prediger at the women's conference talked about that with when she's refugees coming into her home. How can she give them a sense of a taste of their own home as she entertains mm-hmm. them, right? And so she looks for just those little pieces that are going to make them feel at home, which I think is just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And we think of our listeners and think, how many of you listening to us have been somewhere new? Like maybe you've changed schools or gone to a university or moved to a different province, changed jobs. And it's so nice when people remember that they were new at one point and they welcome you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Aaron, continue on with 1 Peter 4, 7 to 11. You bet. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use their, whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So hospitality in that context is within the church community, right? So it's talking about because the end of all things is near, let's encourage one another through being hospitable, through having people over and building relationships with people. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the bigger picture of it. Okay, sure. Crystal, thir- Hebrews 13, 1 to 3. Sure, this is kind of a balance to that First Peter passage because it talks about a different kind of entertaining. Again, so Hebrews 13, 1 to 3. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them, 
and those who are mistreated since you are also in the body. Mm-hmm. So it talks here about showing hospitality to strangers, um, people who you don't know who might not be in the faith, um, as an outreach, as a, just an act of love and charity. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1, Crystal, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's just, uh, in those passages, it talks about the qualifications, the character qualifications of being a de- an elder, and then later on in the deacons as well. This is part of what it means to be a leader in the church, what it looks like to show hospitality to people. Yeah, it's one of the requirements in the list, to be hospitable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, good thing I'm not an elder <laughs> right now. They'd be like, hey, you need to improve that. You need to have more card. people kicking your butt, <laughs> I know, not totally. just your family. I know. Uh, so we have things actually circle on the calendar lately because they said, yeah, we need to host more. So we've actually done some things. I'm like, see? <laughs> That's not gaining me points. Okay. So there's a few things God's Word does not say. So I thought this was kind of funny when I was thinking about these verses. I was thinking, it doesn't say we have to host a certain number of people a certain number of days a week. So you're not right. holier if you have people over six days a week. And you're not less holy if you only have people once a week or once a month. And what are yep. some other things we don't have? It doesn't say in the Bible. It doesn't say the percentage or the ratio of <laughs> friends to non-friends or Christians to non-Christians or True. anything like that. There's no legalistic kind of pattern that True. we have to follow. True. So why do we need to be hospitable? Well, I think like the first thing, uh, that first Peter passage talked about encouraging one another as yeah. we kind of press on towards the, our, our goal of, of achieving the end of our lives in faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a big one. Yep. As a witness to the watching world too, I think when we're a tight community within the church who cares for each other, it speaks volumes to the people around us. Uh, I know I've been in situations where, you know, somebody um, worked with somebody who is connected to a Christian community and this person watches this Christian community come alongside somebody, mm. right, who's hurting or in pain or just, you know, sh- bringing meals or that kind of thing. Yeah. And it just is a witness to the people watching right. that there's a community that cares yeah, for each true. other. Yeah. Um, we can be an extension of Jesus's ministry, doing yeah. things for the least of them. Yeah. Yeah, in Matthew 25, where he talks about, yeah, all the things that we should do visit the visit the uh, people in prison and mm-hmm. give meals to people and give a drink of water and yeah. do all these things as you would do them for me. Yeah. It's really simple things, some of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's a way of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what's the difference between hospitality and entertaining? Anybody want to tackle that one? Well, I think the difference is your heart. Um, entertaining has more of a focus of showing off or just uh, more about yourself, like putting on a good home at a good mm-hmm. table for the sake of looking good for yourself. Yeah, right. taking so the glory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas hospitality is more outward focused, others focused, trying others to meet focused. the needs of who they are and what they mm-hmm. need. Those little touches of things that are really like personal and welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. I was on a hospitality team when I went to YWAM years ago. And in that hospitality, hospitality team, the whole focus was on making... Um, providing accommodations for the visitors that would pass through the base and it needed to be clean obviously and tidy and nice for them but always there was special touches like oh. a little a little edible treat or a little note of encouragement for yeah. that person and um, throughout the week maybe while that guest speaker was there we'd drop in other things into their room during yeah. the week if we were in there cleaning or something it just shows thoughtfulness right yeah. it shows yeah. that you're interested in that person's mm-hmm. comfort and yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into some practical ways that we like to show hospitality, or not necessarily we, but 
All of us. All of us. Yes. So the article I had referenced earlier was by Jen Wilkin. We had the privilege of meeting her in Texas, and that's why the article partly grabbed my attention. It's from the Gospel Coalition, Why Hospitality Beats Entertaining. And she has two, she contracts in the, contrasts in there, sorry, two things, entertaining and hospitality. Crystal, would you read that for us? Sure. Entertaining involves setting the perfect tablescape after an exhaustive search, exhaustive search on Pinterest. It chooses a menu that will impress and then frets its way through each stage of preparation. It requires every throw pillow to be in place, every cobweb to be eradicated, every child to be neat and orderly. It plans extra time to don the perfect outfit before the first guest touches the doorbell on the seasonally decorated doorstep. <laughs> and should any element of the plan fall short, entertaining perceives the entire evening to have been tainted. Entertaining focuses attention on self. Yeah. That sentence that frets its way <laughs> through each stage of preparation. It's like, ooh, I was doing some self-examining there. It sounds a lot like that hour before my guests arrive no. that I'm not being very kind to my family and I'm fretting oh, all those little things. An, I have to make an intentional decision as I'm getting ready for guests to not go there because I can feel the kind of panic mm-hmm. bubbling mm-hmm. and I have to kind of remind myself, it doesn't matter. Whatever the house stage, the house is in when people get here, it'll yeah. all be fine. They're right. not going to judge me and who cares and they can help me get ready. And oh. <laughs> But I have to continually kind of play that tape in my ha- in right. my head to remind myself. Yeah. I wonder if people who are natural at it find it easier if they do the same thing. I, I always think because I'm not natural at it that it, I think that way, but maybe that's not true. I should have had my mom sitting here. My <laughs> parents would get an A-plus for, oh, we haven't got to hospitality. They'd get an A-plus for hospitality. Okay. Yeah. So should I read the hospitality quote, mm-hmm. too? So hospitality, in contrast, involves setting a table that makes everyone feel comfortable. It chooses a menu that allows FaceTime with guests instead of being chained to the stovetop. It picks up the house to make things pleasant, but doesn't feel a need to conceal evidence of everyday life. It sometimes sits down to dinner with four, with flour in the hair. <laughs> It allows the gathering to be shaped by the quality of the conversation rather than the cuisine. Hospitality shows interest in the thoughts, feelings, pursuits, and preferences of its guests. It is good at asking questions and listening intently to answers. Hospitality focuses attention on others. Yeah. My parents would earn an A+. When I was growing up, it was only the five of us here in BC. All extended family was in Manitoba. Okay. So my parents always had other people for Christmas and Easter, and it was never the same people. It was, you know, the widower down the street or the divorced mom that went to our church and a few extras of all different sorts. It always changed up. And then all the meals in between, if she'd just have a meal in February because of whatever, she would invite whoever. It was just always the way it is. It's still the way it is. When I go to dinner at their house, I don't know who's who's going to be there. there. (laughs) don't know what kind of conversation. You're going to have to have, or which little child you're going to have to entertain, because I don't know, it's a mix of people. So, how does your mom do it? Yeah. What, what kind of tools does she use? Like, as she, she must, thinks about it. She must still want a clean hand towel for her guests in the yes. bathroom. Yeah. Right. Like, that's important. It takes time to put that clean towel in there. And I think she's grown into it, because I remember as a kid, she was fretting like you, and she, she was like a disaster the day of, and a really a stressful mess. And we just kind of learned to quickly help and get out of her way. <laughs> But she's not like that anymore. Okay. I think she's gotten into rhythm. She does it all the time. So she's kind of got it down pat. Mm-hmm. And she loves to cook. So it is her way of encouraging people right. through food and through having them in her home. Like it's just a natural way of life for them. So I totally know how to be hospitable. Right. I think I often choose not to be because that is a lot of work. And I fall to the lazy side where I'm like, oh, going to have to arrange it and I'm going to have to go grocery shopping and I have to make the food and I'm going to have to clean up the house and I'm going to have to clean up afterwards and then I'm like oh I'm, uh, no <laughs> but isn't it so nice to be in someone's home yeah like imagine those that widower or that mm-hmm. neighbor that came it's in huge. and joined your family yeah. for Thanksgiving dinner like it must have that student that was away from their own yeah. family whoever that was like it must just 
feels so good to be there. But I remember and have pleasing conversation and enjoy someone's food and yeah. all of that. And I remember back when I was maybe about grade seven or so, uh, our house was nothing at all special. And we had green shag carpet that was, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, our house was less than stellar. And we were having my whole youth group over, First Baptist youth group, so... I don't know, 30, 40 kids. Okay. And my mom was stressing. Like, she's just like looking at the house going, this is not like company worthy, like just the house itself. There's nothing she can do about it. And then she just stopped herself and said, we have to pray because it's not Mm -hmm. about the carpet. It's about the food and the people and the event. It's about encouraging people. She like, she did her own therapy right there and taught me. And then that became the way we did everything. We prayed about it and we didn't worry about what the house looked like. Like we cleaned up, but... Some things you can't do. You can't deal with green shag carpet right. when you don't have no. money for it. <laughs> not 10 minutes before someone walks in the door. <laughs> no. It's not the time to start a renovation. <laughs> no. <laughs> who else? Well, I just, I know there's one woman here that goes to Northview whose uh, kids are grown up um, at university and several of them aren't following God. Um, but she just makes a point of every holiday to uh, encourage them to invite whoever they want to come over hmm. for the holiday. And she hosts them for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, and she'll have right. in a... She is in a little apartment with her and her husband, and they'll have like 17 people, oh, yeah. all like university students or in their early 20s, professionals, and they just look forward to coming to this couple's house for yep. for Easter, for Thanksgiving, Christmas. I just think it's so great. Yeah. So when we think of our lives here in Abbotsford, what would it look like to realistically be hospitable in our homes? Let's think of some practical things. Well, I know community groups and uh, like Northview community groups are always looking for host homes. They mm-hmm. like to have people, not everybody do everything, right? Not someone host and lead and do the food and whatever. So yeah. that's often a great opportunity. If you have a house that is a decent size to host 20 or 30 people, yeah. they consider opening your house up to youth groups yeah, or young adults yeah. or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. For sure. And um, I guess making sure that what you're serving to people suits their needs if there's allergies yeah. or if they have special situation or if they have children to make yeah. sure your house is baby proofed that's helpful or not having all these little glass ornaments all over yeah find a room that makes sense we just renovated and we got rid of a lot of just one room our kitchen space and we got rid of a lot of sort of excess kid stuff little kid stuff but we made sure that there was a box of Hot Wheels cars. Oh, yeah. So we deleted most of the collection, but we made sure whatever can fit in this particular box that fits in the new cupboard, and then it's right there in the kitchen. So when somebody comes over, yeah. just there it is. Yeah. yeah, we've had fun. We had a we had a mom living in our basement with two little kids, and our we have kept some of the kids' toys, like the Brio train sets and Lego stuff. And so our teenage, like Clayton and Trevor in the 20 and 16, we're loving pulling out the train sets with a oh, little yeah. four-year-old boy and building yeah. them again. And so it's fun to have those toys around when they come and then they're excited to come yeah. and they have something to play with. And totally. Do. Yeah. I loved your idea of having a, like a table with uh, paper on it so people oh, yeah. could like draw on it and stuff as little kids when they come over. That's a great idea. Well, because years ago, somebody donated us a huge roll of the white paper that you'd use in like right. a school setting. So I just tear off a piece and we put it all over the, like it's as wide as a table right. so it's on the table and then people can doodle as they sit there that's fun I know it is fun especially for kids it's a good memory yeah. maker yeah I would also add listen you have to listen to me through though because this will sound terrible at first so I would say consider inviting people over that you don't like and I know I'm blowing right, gaskets, but yeah. Um, when my brother was a teenager and into his young adult years, he was extremely difficult. Now, that's an understatement. And uh, his friends were extremely difficult, and my parents did not like how my brother was acting, and they did not like his friends. 
And so they started praying for these teenagers and then all the way through to their young adult years. But what's interesting is my parents started praying for them, hoping these kids would change. Instead, my parents changed and their mm. hearts changed towards these yeah. teenagers. Mm. So they still didn't like what they were doing, but they started praying for them. Their hearts changed. And then out of that, they started hosting them intentionally so they can get to know these kids. And so they had regular barbecues at our house for my brother and his friends. And so I would say maybe consider inviting people that you don't naturally connect with. Maybe it's invite all of your neighbors to a barbecue on your cul-de-sac or right. your coworkers that you don't naturally get together with. Include them among the friends that you like. Like, don't just exclude people because maybe you don't connect with them. It's amazing what God can do if we pray about it and get, ask Him to soften our hearts. And don't you feel like when you shared a meal together or you've shared that space together that you just, like, all of a sudden you're connected? There is a yeah. connectivity that happens when you've shared that kind of an experience together. Well, that was years ago, and some of those kids are now middle-aged, and okay. they still have a connection with my parents. So it does make a difference. It did something there. Yeah, it did something there. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have any rule about whether when you host that you have to prepare all the food or whether you do a potluck or what do you think is better? What's more hospitable? Both. Both. I've thought about that and thought sometimes you want to share the glory. So you want to invite a friend that does a special dessert and have her or him get the full glory for that dessert. Right. Like Mark has a friend, a guy friend who makes amazing pies. Hmm. Harf Bergen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll reference him on the podcast. Yeah. And he makes amazing pies. So when we get together, it's like, Harv, make a pie. And then he gets the glory. And that's awesome because he should. And other times you want to actually do the opposite where you actually want to say, no, I'll cover everything. You just come. Because sometimes people need a break. Right. Yeah. What I'm else? all for the potluck. Yes. <laughs> like, makes it easy. <laughs> you got to share the, the, the meal bringing. It's good. Yeah. yeah. And I think we've, we've talked a bit, a, a bit about this, but be willing to open your home as is. Mm. Um, I know one time it just really struck me. I was out on the cul-de-sac or out on the street talking to our neighbor, and I felt like, you know, this needs to be a longer conversation. And so I said, well, why don't you come in for coffee? I didn't even think about the fact that as I left the house, it was all chaos and supper dishes <laughs> everywhere and nothing. Had, and I walked in the house and oh, shoot. I thought, oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Here we go. This is my house. And I invited her over. And we just walked through the kitchen to the deck yes. and sat there where we didn't have to look at all the mess. But I thought, well, I could have said in my mind, well, I, she can't come in because it's dirty. And I thought, well, right. no, it's more important for me to spend this hour and let's have a cup of coffee and talk. So I think we need yeah, to get rid of sense. some of that feeling like we all have to put on this show and have it all together. It actually impacts people positively. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, your house looks normal. Yeah. Right. I could have people over too. <laughs> See yeah. my Mount Vesuvius of clean laundry on the couch? Yes. <laughs> yes. You too probably have yes, one of those. I was once cleaning the fridge and had everything out of the fridge who was knee deep in suds and whatever, and a neighbor came over and I'm like, uh, yeah. That's what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Oh, then she knows you have a clean uh, that's right. underneath. <laughs> I would have eventually. Okay. So we talked about it in our home, but what does hospitality look like inside the church? Well, I think it can be inviting people over, but I think it's also like we talked about earlier about being just hospitable people, like um, in, including people in conversation. Yeah. Like if we're sitting, don't have our backs like in a tight little circle so that nobody can join into right. the conversation yeah. that we have, right? Looking for that person in the foyer that doesn't look, have anyone to talk to mm -hmm. or the person that's sitting at community time and at center court and not talking to anybody. Yeah. So it's that having that outward focused mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that can be a youth group and young adults and women's ministry where you kind of include people that maybe are just kind of hovering on the fringe of your circle. I love it when you join a circle and then they get you caught up on what they're talking about and include right. you in the conversation. Rather than keep going with personal jokes that you yeah. feel left out. Yeah. yeah. I know. That happens good. though. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think mixing up the groups of people, not always being with the same people, because it can always, yeah. it can be our tendency to just clump to people that we know already, but be willing yeah. to mix it up, be willing to join in with new groups. 
that's quite that at, stretching for some of us. Yeah. yeah. What's well, an intentional like, thing? Ah, I we really had that today out. at our um, staff lunch. Yeah. We had a staff member that came to sit at our table, and she said, I don't normally sit with you guys, and so I'm joining your table. Nice. And I said, awesome. It was a great conversation. It's always fun to get to know someone new. Yeah. Well, for some of us, we find that fun. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. and for her, it was intentional. Like, okay, I need to get to know mm-hmm. other staff members that I don't normally have a chance to talk with. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Remembering names of people. Yeah, oh, that's big. Trying that's, to make an effort uh, to do that's that. That's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. But it's a good thing. I think it makes people feel really special when you remember their name and you've only met them just the week before. Yeah, and as many before. details as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally true. I'm not questions. great at that, but I'm working on it. Yeah. Asking questions if you can, right? Following up on things that they've told you before, trying to remember mm-hmm. those kind of pieces. Yeah. I try to think in advance if I'm going somewhere, yeah. what kind of good questions can I ask of the people that I'm going there so I have something prepared? It's a little bit hard yeah. conversation. Can be. You had a good one on here, Crystal. You said when your kids have friends over, invite their parents to come in for coffee when they pick yeah, up or drop good. off kids to make it a little bit of a connection, especially while you're still driving your kids before they drive themselves and then you've lost connection with parents. Yeah, there's natural times where somebody's there anyways. Yeah. So just say, yeah, come 10 minutes come early, come 20 minutes early mm-hmm. before it's time to leave and then let's catch up a little bit. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so what if you're an introvert? You're not. So okay. Sorry. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you can't say that disqualifies you. But I think you, you might just not be able to entertain maybe as often as somebody that's extroverted. You might okay. have to save up some energy. You might have to look at your calendar and say, well, I'm busy this, this, this day, so I might need a break, and, yeah. but I need to do it on Saturday. So Maybe a smaller group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, more maybe more one-on-one or just two people or that kind of thing. Okay, so you're not off the hook if you're nope. an introvert. That nope. means nope. I'm not off the hook. Okay. Nope. okay, okay. what about money? It does host or it does cost money to host. So yes. what if finances are tight? What are some ideas we can give people? Oh, we talked about the potluck already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good one because I think just opening your home is a big thing, right? And so people don't mind chipping in. Yep. Yeah. I think even just inviting people to join you in things that you're already doing. Like yeah. say, you know, I'm going to be at this Sunday night service. Why don't you come join me? That's a hospitable thing. It's not costing you anything. You can come eat at the church. Yeah. And, right. And still be Saturday part, night. Yeah. Sit around a table with somebody that way, but you're welcoming, welcoming, welcoming them into your life still. Yeah. And I think it's hospitable even to offer a glass of water or a cup of tea, which costs pennies. You don't have to have appetizers and dessert, and mm-hmm. you don't have to be fretting to make something right away. Just a cup of water yeah. is yeah. great. Yeah. And invite somebody to come. If you're a young adult, come to North Young Adults with you. Or if you're mm-hmm. a youth, come to youth with you. Or, right. you know, to be part of, like I said, something that you're already doing that's mm-hmm. easy. That's not yeah. anything extra. For, and mom, for I think cost. parents with really young children, they find that's way too overwhelming to have people in their home most of the time. Yeah. And all of a sudden everything's lining up to go beautiful weather. Let's go outside and yeah. just join other families, other friends outside and go do a playground or a zoo or something like that. And just that invitation, that's actually where like social media has been so very helpful yeah. to invite others to events that you're doing already, like we're taking my kids to my lake, come and join me. Yeah. I'd love to see you there. And then you get to have a few minutes to touch base and have a meaningful conversation while they're on the train or the slide or something. Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't have to cost anything. No. Okay. Well, we're at the end of our podcast. So, Aaron, would you mind closing for us in prayer? Sure, I can do that. Okay. All right. Thank you, Lord, that we could be here today and that we can discuss this topic. Thank you that you put that as... Um, something in your word even that we would be hospitable to others that we pray that we would 
each one see a spot where we can improve in this area and bless others around us in the church and in our communities. In your name, amen. 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 Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks.